Okay, so when it comes to how good or not good a TV show is, I'm of several minds about it. Um, first, I know like there's the one camp is like for entertainment and escapism and to just decompress and go into a fun little world. On the other hand, there's like ones with deeper messages that you can use to take away your life because it says something meaningful about society, about people, etc, etc, etc. And those are kind of the main two camps. And I think like at the heart of a lot of things is this idea that um, <clears throat> stories can help inform us of deeper messages. And but many there are so many messages out there but it repackaged in different ways in different TV shows that it almost seems like the distinction between good TV and bad TV is how that message reaches to you. And so if you take one thing about like maybe the trauma and abuse and take it in one thing and this one form and it works for some but not others, but then you have another show where you take that same message but repackage it differently than those who didn't understand the message in the first series will have a better takeaway in the second series and so on and so forth and that's kind of how i see the divide when we're talking about how good is something and whatnot and then that kind of goes in the whole aesthetics debate about is something is beauty subjective but if beauty values are subjective then can moral values be subjective and what's the point of talking about whether something's good or bad if it's all subjective and la 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 Okay, so the social dilemma. One of the guys is saying, well, I'll back up with some context. First, one of the guys was like giving an analogy about no one was upset when bicycles came about. It was just there. It didn't mean much. It was just a little tool, but social media is different. It's manipulating us and we can't live without it. We're addicted. La 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 la. Except guess what? There were people who did not like bicycles, especially when it came to women riding them, because they thought that since women had to get less skirty in order to ride a bike, that showing the ankles would lead them to promiscuity and prostitution, and society would collapse into moral degradation. And also, pseudoscientific health risks were created, similar to courses, but that's another tangent. <laughs> And so, no, people did get upset when the bicycle came about. I mean, people got upset with newspapers. They thought there were some weird people who thought that when the printing, if the printing press were to become available and newspapers flocked about, that everyone would just be closed off from the world. They'd just stay inside. They wouldn't go out and experience the world. They would just rely on this printed paper fed to them to do whatever they want, and they couldn't tell which is real and what is false, and they wouldn't spend time with their families, or be they would just be absorbed in their paper. Sound familiar at all? <laughs> so... On the one hand, yes, all the science does support that the social media has some detrimental social psychological effects and whatnot. But at the same time, it's also human nature to just have a really hard time accepting new technology because there's always going to be a backlash, even with the most trivial things. 
I mean, electricity was very kind of controversially, too. But the newspaper is probably the best one. But anywho, now this other guy comes on here who wrote a book which looks really good about moral psychology, which I really want to read but haven't gotten to yet because I've kind of been in a thing where I haven't been reading much, but that's an old other story. And he talks about, like, the increase in suicides and depression and whatnot and how it's kind of correlated to social media and small note correlation, not causation, but won't read too much into that. My main point was then he lists all these other things and one of them was a decrease in driver's license. And A, I don't think that social media is necessarily the fact, at least it is not the only factor causing that because there are a plethora of other factors that just happened to do with the cultural shifting landscape of emerging adulthood in the 21st century. And also, is that really a bad thing if teenagers are getting driver's licenses left often? I mean, we are driving around in metal death machines, which legally you're more likely to get away with, even if you are very, very, very negligent, unless it's a DUI, but different story. And I was reading this article by The Atlantic that said maybe we should be a little bit more afraid of cars. And not to mention that cars have just completely consumed the urban environment. Our entire society is built around cars, that we have free parking for cars, but we are in the middle of a flipping housing crisis. How does that make any sense? My god, I am ranting a lot today, but it feels good and I needed to get this out there. And sure, you could also point like maybe we should be driving less t cars because of all the pollutants in the air because they're not fuel efficient and fossil fuels and global warming. <laughs> but that's even like, that is not even the tip point of my thing against cars. It's mainly just the degradation of the environment, public transportation is more efficient and less soul crushing in general and just safer. <laughs> Because us as Americans, we're obsessed with car culture for no good reason, really. It was just implanted by intense marketing, which, because cars, of course, also receive backlash for, like, mowing, mowing down pedestrians at top speeds because they were not regulated. And there was that backlash, but how did they defeat that backlash? They got a whole bunch of ads blaming jaywalkers, which is a really offensive term for the period, and made it a legal term, and says that you cannot walk in the street with cars, and if you die, it is your fault. And that is the birth of American car culture, well as a few other things, there's a whole podcast. Um, but I just don't see why the decrease of teens getting their driver's license is necessarily that much of a moral plight. Because, you know what, I think we could do with a little less cars, because that would also mean a little less traffic. Because some people also can't drive cars, or don't want to drive cars. I cannot drive cars for a plethora of reasons, mostly with anxiety and perceptual difficulties and deficits there. And so I need public transportation, but public transportation isn't that good if everyone else is driving cars. And if everyone is also driving cars, then traffic becomes an undefeatable nightmare because it doesn't matter how much space you have. If there are a whole bunch of cars, there's just going to be more traffic because of a concept called induced demand, and that's just irrefixable. So in your face, Elon Musk, building tunnels underground will not solve the traffic problem, you idiot. Do not listen to an entrepreneur for everything. He is just a tent entrepreneur. He is not a tech genius. He doesn't have the highest IQ. He isn't a messiah. He is just an entrepreneur and a businessman, and that is all he is. He has some skills and smarts in certain areas, but he is not an end-all, know-all expert of everything left on the planet. Ah. So, to briefly recap, 
I am watching this relatively decent documentary about the effects of social media, and while I generally agree with it, there are these two main points that I just refuse to let go because of even though they're so very small and insignificant, I have things against them to counteract. Also, another thing with a driver's license, that might necess not necessarily even be because of social media, because this just generally, we have this thing called emerging adulthood. Like, just as a general culture, it's taking longer for children to grow up and become independent like they were in the 50s. Like, it wasn't just, like, straight from, like, school to job to house and marriage and whatnot. It's stretched out a bit more, and some could argue that's actually a good thing. It allows for better development and whatnot. I mean... People who take longer to buy a house or longer get married tend to have better marriages because they didn't rush into it. So how is that such a bad thing? And I am done with this rant today. Thank you so much and goodbye. The question with how we deal with technology is mainly centered around like, well, how will we respond? I mean, we've done similar things like We've all, every new piece of technology has like some pros and some cons and some backlash. And, but then we kind of got used to it. Now we look back like how silly and crazy were they? And it begs the question, are we just doing that same thing now? And some argue that it's different because of the exponential growth that technological capacities have grown to. Like the industrial revolution, the first one and the second one, it was just technologies and manufacturing and whatnot. But now it's kind of like increasing tremendously. And on the one hand, we shift in the first industrial revolution and the second ones we shifted from a um what's the word um agricultural economy into an industrial economy and now we're shifting into a post-industrial economy which is based more on services and data and knowledge rather than like physical tangible goods because those are being more and more mechanized and some think that that's bad and we should avoid it and sometimes it feels like it's falling into this trap of over romanticizing the past and being overly cynical about the future and like the cliche of like oh the world is mad today and whatnot when it's sometimes it just doesn't feel that different from a hundred years like Socrates saying or Plato saying something about the youth which sounds exactly like how an old like a baby boomer at a retirement home facility would say about today's youth it's just like this constant endless loop over and over again but there also is still a difference because repetition creates variation and like how much of an impact does this ver this rep variation have on the future repetition and also how can we are we actually learning anything from it because it seems from history so far we have done a crappy job learning from our history the only thing we learn from history is that we do not learn from history or history doesn't repeat but it does rhyme those kind of things. It's just like we're just constantly living in this loop because for one thing, we're, our history is just like severely lacking in like learning how to move forward. Like great, Abraham Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States and World War I ended in 1918. And all those fun little factoids, well great, how does that help us progress as a society in the future? and not just like fun little trivial factoids. 
And I think that's the main thing, because our story of history, because history is a living, breathing story, because our objective understanding of history is always going to be imperfect, unless we are, like, actually there. When we look back and look at sources, sometimes, like, there's always going to be some sort of incongruity, and it's going to be debated, and history is constantly being revised as we figure out new things, discover new artifacts and sources from the time. And so that's always changing, and we always keep creating this different story, and we learn from the story that we focus on. And I think that we mainly just have a very, very crappy story of history, and so we're not learning what we should be learning from it. Because with all this backlash with, like, post-industrial economies and the loss of jobs and the Rust Belt in the Midwest and wage stagnation... We just kind of just let it happen, and now we're realizing the bad facts, like, oh, we should go back. But other countries that are post-industrial kind of, like, took the change, grabbed it by the reins, and saddled it into a much better outcome. Like, because they could, I mean, the pandemic especially, like, the South Korea and all those countries that experienced the SARS and MERS outbreak in the earlier half of the 21st century, were better prepared for this current one because they actually took the lessons. And America just isn't seem to taking the lessons. And as a result, we just keep perpetuating this never-ending cycle and this loop. And I think it's for that reason I feel like sometimes when it's like a little too pessimistic about the future or too romanticizing of the past, I get a little, um, I get a little defensive about it because it just, it strikes a nerve because yes, this is like kind of changing, but at the same time, like how much has it drastically changed from before that? And are we just going through the loop another time around? Because... We're just not learning the things we should be learning, and we're not recognizing that people always have backlash against the technological advantages, or changes, advances. Bicycles had backlash, newspapers had backlashes, everything that was new and an agent of change in society had some sort of backlash. But instead of, I think, instead of just running from that change, we should, like, actually, like, thoroughly understand it, the implications, look at the loop, and then use that understanding to break the loop and move in a better direction so we're not repeating ourselves ad infinitum across all of history until our extinction. And there's another part of me that feels that, sure, social media is doing all these things like polarization, which is relatively... Like, it's different, but at the same time, it's also, like, not, like, ground-earth-shattering sh new. Because, sure, we can fix the polarizing and all the misinformation that's being caused by social media, but at the same time, it's not, like, really solving the origin, because the origin is us. It's our evolutionary brains that we just don't really think about because we're learning the wrong lessons from history and we're living in this perpetual loop and the only thing that social media can show you is, is just funneling it in a different sort of manifestation so like sure you can remove social media from the equation would be like removing the gun or the trigger in a murder 
but it's not the root cause. It's not like the finger wanting to pull the trigger or the musculature and the nerves that are sending signals from the brain to the finger to pull the trigger or even the brain itself, which is formulating the intention they want to kill a person. Because, sure, you can take the gun away, and that might stop them, but at the same time, it's like, well, they can still just use their intention and their musculature to just use a different manifestation to kill you with, like, a knife. And that's my analogy for social media, and all its effects is that social media isn't really, like, the cause. It's the effect leading to a different effect. The root cause, the origin, is our own minds. Because we are in a loop. And we don't see the loop. We're just wandering around listlessly in the labyrinth of life. Not like thinking, seeing there's an order to it. We're just trapped in this beautiful garden. Like, oh, look how pretty the world is. Oh, how fun this social media is. Not seeing that it goes deeper. And it's not just about technological advancement or social media or polarizing algorithms and companies manipulating for profit. It's just about our cognitive abilities and our complete lack of it. Because while I do think we have the tendency to fall into a loop, another amazing gift of like our expanded neuro neocortex is our ability to think more critically and have sort of higher levels of self-awareness and consciousness. And then we, we just simply don't use it and it goes underdeveloped. And that's how we fall into a loop where nothing changes. That's how we, because we aren't going for the center of the maze. We're just wandering around it and then we die. And that just repeats itself because we're not fully conscious in the way we could be to elicit, like, change on a societal scale, a massive scale.